This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 208. Today we talk about leaders' top challenges in healthcare and how to address them. Keep listening. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home live and lead intentionally and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, welcome. It's another incredible day in the Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast studio. I'm your host, Tracy. And I'm the other host, Michelle. Great to be back. Awesome. Woo! <laughs> this is the last of 12 <laughs> podcast recordings this week. So just want you to know we're happy to be here. Having a great time. It's been a wonderful experience. It has been. We might be a little silly and loopy today, but, you know, go hey, to the territory. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Better than crying, right? Exactly. We're happy. We've had great, really inspiring episodes. and Oh, we have. We you know, have. It's been great. So we should be up, happy, excited to do another one. Ready to go. Ready really, to go. Another important topic. Oh, this is so important. This is all about you, healthcare leaders. <laughs> That's right. And the challenges that you're facing today. Yes. Yes. You know, like you need us to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, we're going to clue you in. Okay. I'm sure they've kind of been flying under your radar. <laughs> So we know that you're challenged today, you know, we, and again, we know we don't have to tell you. <laughs> and, you know, some of the challenges are the same, you know, they're not different, right? They don't go away. And some of the challenges are new and some are just morphed or escalated or here comes that word I can never say, exasperated? Exacerbated. Gosh, I can never say that word. Yeah, yeah. There's a few words she can never say, but I, I don't know why we put those on. I don't know. I think they should just go to me. Okay, exacerbated. You assigned this section to me. I know. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> anyway, a lot is, is, you know, changing because of today's reality as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and all that kind of stimulated from COVID, right? So yes. it's just been a landslide of things. So we're going to highlight some of the top of mind um, leadership challenges in healthcare today. And, um, you know, provide some, okay, here we are. Like, oh. All right. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is a prop. Okay. We're going to provide some missing logic wisdom. Right? Yes. We've got our missing logic lenses on, mm -hmm. right? That's right. So, you know, if you just started 
listening to us, you may not have a clue what these missing logic lenses mean. <laughs> so we're going to clue you in. There they are. There they are, right? Um, and, you know, so we wear sunglasses and our cover art because polarity intelligence is the missing logic. Yes. In leadership, in healthcare, and really the world. <laughs> and they are a polarity lens, right? So when we have our glasses on, we're using that polarity lens to look at the different challenges that we face, that we see. Um, and um, and to identify when they're present. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Like, yeah. like because once you know they're there, you see them all the time. Yeah, you so can't unsee them. You got to find the missing logic lens. That's right. That's right. And many of the challenges that you face as healthcare leaders that you know, most of us face really are polarities that need to be managed yep. or leveraged. Um, they cannot be solved. <clears throat> and uh, when you, um, you know, the other aspect of all of this, too, and in, in dealing with these challenges is the orientation that we hold to the challenges that we're facing. So, you know, uh, we're wired to look for problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there are problems. So we're not here to say that it's either problems or polarities. It's both. It is. Right. It's yes. both. And um, but, you know, what we want to do is think about these and be able to differentiate between a problem and a polarity. Definitely. But we also don't want to just always hold a problem orientation, right? right? You can have a problem orientation or an outcome orientation. Now, we're wired to look for problems, so we most naturally do that. <laughs> and, uh, and when we feel a problem, right, we start to feel the anxiety, the need to resolve that problem, to take an action and address it, right? So once we have a problem, our anxiety rises and we want to respond, right? And our brain is fight, flight, or freeze, right? Get, react to the anxiety of the problem, solve the problem. Well, as the problem starts to diminish, the anxiety goes down and, you know, it feels good for a while until another problem pops up, right? right. But when you have that orientation, you're in that cycle all the time. Now, the other caveat to this is if you've got a problem that's actually a polarity, <laughs> you're going to be in that cycle over and over because you're not going to be able to solve that problem because you have to leverage it. And we'll talk more about that. But what we really want to be thinking about is having an outcome orientation, mm -hmm. right? Right. So even though these are challenges, there are possibilities, right? And there are outcomes that we want to achieve and keeping our attention on the outcomes that we want really fuels our passion for the things that we care most about, right? And, and, encourages us to take actions to get closer to the outcomes. And the closer we get to the outcomes, the more our passion is fueled, the more energy we have, right? The closer we get, and it becomes more of a virtuous cycle. So these are kind of some of the things that we really want to pay attention to as we're talking about these challenges. We can just get mired in them, or we can also look at the opportunities, the possibilities, the outcomes that we're after. And deal with the problems, manage the polarities, but keep our focus on the outcomes. What a nice frame up. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> I kind of like that stuff. I don't, <laughs> can't help my, can't help myself. I'm a, I'm an avid learner of this lesson every day, folks. So let me just tell you, this doesn't just happen overnight. I'm always going, okay, where do you get your attention, Tracy? Where yes. do you get your attention, Tracy? So I, that's what I'm passionate about. I know, right? I know. Well, I want to so choose a positive outcome. <laughs> and we all do. We all do. So it is important to frame it through that lens, outcomes lens and also the polarity lens. It's really important. And we, also today, we want to offer you some action steps that you can deal with these top challenges that every healthcare leader is dealing with today. And uh, so that's our intention too, like just some to go towards that positive outcomes, right? Sure. Outcomes orientation. Mm -hmm. So now in full disclosure, 
because we batch podcast episodes. Today's date is May 25th, 2023. So it's not the day you're listening to it, (laughs) but it's not that far off. So this morning, in preparation for this, we went to the Google Scholars, the the Google guys, and put in uh, leadership challenges in the healthcare environment today and had 89 million hits. Yeah. Well, and that's not the only place we looked. I just want to go on record. (laughs) We're not just Google Scholars. (laughs) We do look at other information. No, we do. (laughs) But, you know, it's But for the heck of it, it's like, what's out there? Yeah, what is out there? Yeah. What is out there? And then when you put in Google healthcare leadership, healthcare leadership challenges in the healthcare environment today uh, in 2023, added 2023, we got 251 million hits. So we're not talking about 251 million problems here. (laughs) (laughs) Although it feels like it. Just want you to know. (laughs) Most days it does feel like it. This podcast episode is not going to last the rest of your life. (laughs) 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 But I think that is amazing, right? Yes. Like there are so many hits and so many people are looking at this, right? And trying to address these challenges. So yes. You know, we know on the personal level, if you're like most of the healthcare leaders that we've been talking with and working with over the last three years, you know, you kind of feel trapped. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what you do, it's not enough. Um, You're barely keeping your head above water. As soon as you get your head above water and you can see land, something comes along and boom, you're three feet under again, right? And you just keep getting pushed under. And, you know, even if you try to give any attention to your personal life, you feel guilty every time you do, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're being pulled and tugged into the aspects of your work life or your professional life. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she says. I think she agrees with me. <laughs> I do. And Tracy and I do know a little bit about these challenges. We just want to share with you too, because a bit. We, we, you know, we talk about this Every week. It's actually a blessing. We talk every week with healthcare leaders. So we are really, we got our finger in the pulse, as we like to say, of what your realities are. And we've been very focused on helping healthcare leaders um, on both their personal and organizational challenges for the past three years using our frameworks that are powered by polarity intelligence. So we've been actively helping, helping them look at them from different perspectives as well. And also, uh, just recently, we attended a couple of live in-person national conferences. Uh, We also, um, you know, we talked to Leaders Weekly in our mentorship program, and we also did a keynote speech recently for Nurses Mm -hmm. Week. So in all of those, as you know, in all those interactions, you're always talking to people who are dealing with these challenges. So that kind of helped us put these top ones together as well. And uh, we also know that leaders, you know, in addition to the ones that you're dealing with, like Tracy said, you're also dealing with your own challenges personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competing priorities, right? Everything. So as we've listened to the leaders, right, um, we just really can relate. (laughs) Because you know what? We've experienced these years ago. Mm -hmm. In the organizations that we worked in, organizations where we worked with leaders, um, you know, these keep coming up over and over and over. And as a matter of fact, as we've been sitting and having conversations with leaders, we just kind of look at each other and smile because (laughs) 
This is ongoing, folks, right? Yes. Some of these challenges are like been there, done that multiple times for us. And they show up over and over because they're not problems that can be solved. They're polarities. Polarities are ongoing. They're never ending. And this is what you're dealing with, right? So for some of these issues that you're facing, they are polarities. They are showing up over and over because that's what polarities do. That's one of the principles of polarities, right? And so you have to be able to identify what is the interdependent pair, right? If you're working on recruitment, what's the interdependent pair to that? Retention, right? So Mm -hmm. when you can identify the interdependent pair, then it's about action strategies to get the best of both. Both, And implementing action strategies, keeping your attention on that greater purpose that both of those pair, you know, that that pair serves um, and moving towards getting into a virtuous cycle, moving towards those outcomes, okay? Um, And uh, and some are newer challenges. Mm -hmm. Some require some new innovative approaches. And like I said, not everything is a polarity, to be leveraged, some things are problems and they require new approaches too. Yeah, they do require new approaches. And also the thing about that too is it can be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take care of this. And you can do it alone, or you also could tap into the wisdom of other people around you. Because one of the things that Tracy and I really believe in so much is we want people to think about there is no quick fix, even with innovation. See that that's the shiny object, or you know, sometimes you can get kind of go down that bunny trail. There is no quick fix, Mm -hmm. and there's no silver bullet. (laughs) And we know that and appreciate that to put you know, you can you you might need to like put a band aid on for right now in a certain situation or put a tourniquet on, but you always got to be looking at all perspectives. Certainly, you got to be looking at the long term. the long-term aspects of the challenges that you're facing as well. So that's another polarity there with short-term and long-term planning and thinking about some of the challenges you're facing as well. Yeah. And the strategies that you're applying, right? Strategies that you're applying. Just a short-term tourniquet. Yes. (laughs) Until you can pause the bleeding enough to evaluate what is the right thing to do, right? Yes. So here are some top leadership challenges in the healthcare environment today. So again, we're just focusing on a few, Uh, but it begins with probably the number one Mm -hmm. challenge that we hear all the time, which is workforce challenges. Now, um, in the most recent NSI report for nursing in 2023, recruiting and retaining quality staff remains the top healthcare issue. Yep. The cost of hospital turnover can have profound impact on diminishing hospital margins. We already know margins are stretched as it is, right? Um, And the average cost of turnover for a bedside RN is $52,350, right? Uh, A 13.5% increase, and then resulting in the average hospital losing about $6.6 million to $10.5 million. Now, that's, that's one financial implication. There are probably others as well. And that's just one profession. Yes. So we're also hearing the other professions are also experiencing workforce challenges and shortages, and not even in just the professional roles, right? right? In in the um, in the service roles as well, and uh, and so you know the techs are having you know workflow backlogs, patient care, like there's just all kinds of issues associated with the workforce challenges. But the other impact too is the impact on those that are still there. Yes. 
And the stress and the strain, the workload increases, right? Um, the quality of care, the reduced, you know, trying to provide quality care with reduced resources, trying to lead with reduced resources, um, you know, just trying to meet the expectations of the patients and families, your staff, your leaders, right? So this is just a ripple effect yeah. with it. Yeah. Yep. So workforce challenges definitely comes out number one over and over again. And the second one is experienced leaders leaving and new leaders coming. So that's kind of like a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is because the great resignation that occurred during the COVID pandemic um, had its toll on losing very experienced leaders. Now, some of that was due to the baby boomer age and people just saying, hey, I'm out of here. You're retiring. <laughs> You're retiring. Um, and some just move positions. They just, they just, it was it took a toll and they took other roles maybe in the system or maybe they didn't leave the workforce but they got out of healthcare but all of that took an effect on the experienced leaders that we had within the system the amount of them and then also we have these new leaders coming in and they don't so they don't have the senior leaders to help mentor them to help guide them and that adds more stress on the new leaders, mm -hmm. right? You always look, you always really need those mentors to help you when you're taking on new leadership responsibilities, but also other concerns for patient and staff safety. If you don't have an experienced leader kind of at the helm, helping the team and also um, retention due to their frustration. So one of the biggest concerns in some of the executives that we've talked to is we're going to, they're going to bring these new leaders in and they're not, they're not going to last very long and they're going to burn out and then they're going to leave. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the risk with this challenge as well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the expertise to lean into, right? Yeah. 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 So the third that we've been hearing about and multiple levels is the revamping of shared governance. So this this really stems from engagement, right, challenges and getting um, staff engaged and, and getting support for leaders by having an engaged oh, yes. right, um, group of uh, staff that you work with. And so, you know, this revamping of the shared governance or even just getting them started. So those that haven't had them or maybe they have um, maybe they've been, you know, not in not working for a long time. Maybe you had to close them down completely. I know the pandemic really caused a lot of people to put their shared governance councils on pause for a period of time. One, because you couldn't come together physically, but also the, just the demands, the workloads. Um, and so they stopped their, um, their councils mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and that had a significant impact, right? And what we've also heard is that is getting staff reengaged. Some are really surprised yeah. with the difficulty to get staff to reengage to do things outside of the care delivery that they, um, you know, the hours that they put in for just care delivery. They don't want to come in. They don't want to do additional, um, you know, make additional efforts. And that's really a shame, you know, um, because the council is a core structure. And Michelle and I both led councils, worked with councils across the country. And it is really a, a very, very strong, can be a very strong and important infrastructure for improving engagement and for creating a healthy work culture, for strengthening the relationships, for having a place to have meaningful dialogue, to talk through the challenges, where leaders don't have to feel alone in managing all of this, that they can really lean in and count on the expertise 
that the staff have and that other clinical leaders on their units have or in their departments have in managing these challenges. It's not just up to the leader alone. You know, they have one area of expertise, but others have other areas of expertise. And even with recruitment and retention challenges, just, you know, having a healthy work culture, number one, is going to help with that. Absolutely. But also, you know, individuals have different ideas. The people at, at the front lines, right, know what matters when it comes to <laughs> recruitment and retention. So that's just an example. Um, but really, it is about, you know, engaging those that are closest to the point of care, creating a relationship with them, giving them an opportunity for meaningful dialogue around the challenges and differing perspectives to really help shift the culture overall and shift the practice environment at the same time. Yeah, I, I think we think it's one of the best investments an organization can make is to really bring mm -hmm. those, bring the team, the staff together in the council infrastructure. Yeah. Because it will pay off yeah. in the long run greatly. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth is uh, living in this, uh, what we've heard different words like stall and wait mode, or we kind of feel stuck mode right now, because a lot of it has to do with the mission, the margin polarity, because uh, it's been so out of balance as a result of, of COVID. And um, while many leaders we talk to, you know, they want to move forward on important initiatives, they want to move forward on culture work. The organization's kind of wallets and pocketbooks have been closed. <laughs> like everything is on standstill. And so that's, again, that could be a little tourniquet action that we talked about earlier, but it's not a long-term strategy. And um, it, 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 will, it will impact progress of the overall organization. And it also, in the end, will have an impact on staff's trust. Mm -hmm. If there's not momentum, if there's not progress towards some of the goals that they um, that they want to see happen as well. And it may even stop leaders and staff from focusing on the desired outcomes that they want. Mm -hmm. But it is it is a challenge right now, just kind of like the standstill that we're seeing with moving forward with some of the organizational goals or some of the things that leaders feel they really need to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some call to action for you. And we're going to go back through these four and then give you kind of our, our suggestions, our thoughts about things that you can do uh, to address these yeah. challenges on an ongoing basis. So these recommendations come from our dynamic balance effect framework that we've been, you know, working with leaders and leveraging that and helping them to um, manage a lot of their personal and professional, um, you know, polarities. And then the other is the H2O framework, which is the healthy healing organization framework. And that's really more of a bigger, broader framework to, to help organizations at large address and create healthy healing work cultures. And these are both powered by polarity intelligence. So the polarity mindset, right, being able to differentiate between a polarity and a problem and leverage those polarities, meaningful dialogue and healthy relationships are the three core components of polarity intelligence. So we're going to start with the workforce challenges. So as I mentioned earlier, recruitment and retention is a polarity. It's one of the key ones right now that needs to be leveraged. And um, I think the leveraging of this really and having action strategies and monitoring it over time because it's that we have to be diligent about it. And when we are short staffed, we can put all of our effort into recruiting. And when we do that, there's a downside to that. So this has to be well balanced. Now, it doesn't mean that you might not put a little more effort on that side, but you never want to, to not be taking action to increase your retention of the individuals in your organization, especially, you know, those that are just really, you know, optimal um, staff members that you really want to keep. Now, the other is to think about the healthy work culture. 
culture is everything, right? Mm -hmm. And this will support engagement of the staff. If you have a thriving work culture, right, a healthy work culture where people can thrive within it, and you have healthy relationships with those individuals, then that's going to improve the engagement, okay? And it's going to improve the retention and recruitment because people will stay where they like to work. They will stay where they feel valued. They will stay where they have strong relationships. And they will also help you recruit others into the organization. And having an organization that is focused on being healthy and healing and providing opportunities for people to have work-life balance and to have meaningful relationships and be a part, be engaged, in whatever way they choose to be engaged, they, they will want to come there, right? Mm-hmm. They will want to come there. So, you know, and when you have that kind of environment, then that's going to breed more innovation as well, right? So just by kind of giving some attention to these two things, I think could make a significant difference in organizations as they're kind of managing this workforce challenges. Yeah, totally agree. Now, in the experienced leaders leaving and the new leaders coming in, some of our suggestions are is to support the emerging polarity intelligent leader. So this, this is, it's one thing to say the words, Tracy just said what it is, but it's another thing to really, really grow polarity intelligent leaders. And uh, we want to have you refer back to a podcast episode we did just a few weeks ago. It's episode number 206, where we kind of walk through what are the characteristics of a polarity intelligent leader. So if you want to learn more about that, you can just back up a, a few episodes. But the reason this really helps with growing new leaders um, and it, during this time is because it also helps them learn new skills. Those healthy relationship and the dialogue skills are really important and how to interact when they are feeling stressed as new leaders, but also to manage the polarity of directive decision-making and participative decision-making. Because I know, I don't know about you, Tracy, but when I think back when I first got into leadership roles, I just felt this enormous responsibility that I had to make all the decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's really not true. And or else you could maybe overemphasize the other way and expect everyone to help you make the decisions where maybe sometimes as a leader, you do need to make the decisions. Mm -hmm. So really understanding that particular Dynamic, balanced polarity is really important Uh, within the infrastructure, within the unit of the department, but also me personally. When do I need to be directive and when do I need to be participative? Very helpful polarity to know about and to really master as a a leader. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. Um, The other one is leading and managing. You know, when do you need to lead and when do you need to manage? And so there's a there's a lot of action steps just on that particular polarity alone that can be really helpful for new leaders um, coming into the system and understanding the dynamic tension that sits between leading and managing. And uh, Tracy already mentioned recruiting and retaining strategies as well. As a new leader, everyone is responsible for recruitment and retention Mm -hmm. (laughs) across the board. So if you have leaders that understand that and can engage others in the conversation around that, that can really help as well. So this this is a new competency that you are not taught in medical school, in nursing school, in pharmacy school, in respiratory school. Mm -hmm. You're not even taught this in your leadership graduate courses, most likely. There might be a few out there, but it's not the whole package with polarity intelligence. So that 
that is a recommendation we have is that you start to think about and look at how you can cultivate polarity intelligent leaders within your organization. Yeah. So the third is, again, back to revamping shared governance. And, um, and again, I think this is, you know, the emphasis on partnership and meaningful dialogue is important because I think shared governance historically, right, has been implemented to help staff members and primarily nursing, right, to own their practice environment, to be a part of practice decisions. And depending on how it is established and how what the structure of the shared governance looks like, that, you know, that can be great. And, and that is definitely something that's important. But the other aspect and the way to leverage shared governance is to really create a partnering, a partnership governance, right? Where the focus is as significantly on relationships and meaningful dialogue as it is on practice change. This can be the hub of culture transformation. It has been for, for us and our experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a, it's really significant. They, you can't address issues in the heat of the moment. When you're at the point of care, delivering care um, or managing staffing or any of that, you're in the moment, right? You're dealing with the most urgent thing that's important to you, whether that's the patient care, whether that's, you know, getting more staff to come in or dealing with staffing issues or whatever the challenge might be, resource issues, you're dealing with that. You, you, you don't have the bandwidth um, to step, you know, to have the meaningful conversations that you need to have to address some of the things, to get to the heart of the challenges that you're facing. So you need that structure, that way to step back, um, to have uh, time and a space and a place to have more deep, meaningful conversations with each other, to connect with each other at the human level. Um, you know, so really setting up shared governance. I think this is an opportune time for people to reevaluate what they're doing with shared governance. Oh, Don't yes. just restart what you had. Yeah. You know, really think about how has this served us? How could it serve us going forward? I think all these challenges bring opportunities, right? And um, and so I think that's a, a, a significant piece. Um, and you need a practice field to develop new skills, to develop communication skills, to develop relationship skills. And the other thing, too, is and to make consensual decisions um, and to understand directive decisions at the same time. And then the other piece is having a council infrastructure or a shared governance infrastructure that's interprofessional is critical, especially right now with staffing shortages. This is another thing that can significantly help with the quality of care that's delivered. We can really lean into interprofessional collaborative practice and leverage the councils to develop and grow that practice within the organizations. You need people at the table together and to learn with each other and about each other, right? So that you can then really leverage and integrate your services in a way that keeps you from, um, you know, experiencing duplication, repetition, and all those elements. So I'll get off that soapbox. <laughs> Another passion of mine. <laughs> And then the last one, again, is living in a stall weight mode while the mission and margin polarity becomes more in balance and just kind of playing the waiting game. So our recommendations for this is to educate the leadership team and the councils on polarity intelligence and uh, to prioritize priorities, you know, the, the prioritized polarities that are in existence right now that you could dive deeper on so you can really understand 
what may be holding you back and what is going to be really important for moving you forward. And especially the mission and margin polarity. That is a hot polarity right now. So it'd be really great to even understand that, how you need both. They're both equally important. And you can also leverage the council infrastructures to really tap the wisdom of the staff of how you can deal with cost containment, cost savings, and have them be a part of the solution as well. And also, again, looking at that long-term, short-term ramifications. So if we're only looking at the short-term and we're not looking at the long-term, what effect is that going to have? And let's look at that polarity together. And individual team, because you might be making decisions to wait on something that might impact an, indivi an individual, but it has implications for the whole team. And it goes the same the other way. So it's helpful to look at the polarities that really are impacted by just waiting on making progress. And when you do this together, it does build trust within the organization and it helps you move forward. But having that polarity perspective really helps. Yeah, it does. It does. So those are the four. Yep. And uh, so let's just think about, right, what happens over time if we don't address these challenges or we don't identify the polarities or we don't take advantage of these opportunities, right? There are some real downsides to these key polarities that are in play inside each of these challenges that you're facing. So what can happen is we can have a loss of more staff, mm -hmm. more leaders, right? Uh, negative impact on the outcome. So your outcomes that you're really trying to achieve can start to decline. You can have a decline in the quality of care, right? Because you don't have the resources, more people are leaving, you don't have the appropriate leadership. Um, the reputation of the organization can be at risk or you're not, you know, you're not having a healthy work culture and all of these challenges will multiply over time, right? Increase in burnout of staff and leaders, the inability to recruit, uh, due to your culture, they might get a bad reputation. You know, oh, I don't want to go there, right? I don't want to work there. Yeah. Um, and lack of innovation. So you may end up unable to compete as the market continues to change in healthcare. That can have a significant impact on both your mission and your margin, right, over time. So right. failure doesn't look so good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, but success does. So if you really experience a healthy healing work culture, you're, what you're going to find is staff are very engaged and the culture is very nurturing, very welcoming, respectful, safe. Uh, there will be an improvement in outcomes across the board. You're able to retain the best talent and recruit the best talent because people will talk about your place of, you know, and the culture again is a key word. And that the leaders are supported by their shared governance members and collaborate with the staff. So it's that partnership again on leveraging polarities and solving problems. And there's a magic that happens when you all understand the different perspectives, how polarities work. There's a common language and it's even reflected in your strategic plan and your goals so that, again, you're moving forward and you have a successful outcomes. Yeah. Wow. Who yeah. doesn't want that? Yeah. I don't know, but we're all striving for it, right? We're yes. going to keep working until we get there. So 
Uh, thanks yeah. for tuning in and listening to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're just happy to host the show and to show up every week for you and bringing you different perspectives and different lens to look at the challenges that you face. If you found this podcast helpful, share it with another person. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's always a great way to kind of share what you're getting from, um, from these episodes. And if you want to know how to leverage polarity intelligence in your organization to develop more polarity intelligent leaders, or just, you know, leverage the polarities to achieve different outcomes and manage some of these challenges, you can just go to missinglogic.com, type in your information, and we will contact you. We will. Yeah. We so promise. <laughs> until next time, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you again. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time. <laughs>